Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 76 and I'm your host Rachel Anthony. Uh, thank you for tuning in on this fine Tuesday. If it's Tuesday while you're listening to this and if it's not, well, happy whatever day it is for you. Um, my tips and tricks that I've implemented in if you listen to the last episode. Uh, this week, I wanted to talk about food delivery services, um, and this is in no way sponsored by literally anyone except for my own bank account. Um, But I have been trying food delivery from Spud and True Local. So I'm getting like the grocery part of my groceries delivered by Spud and then the meat delivered by True Local. And I mostly just wanted to save time. Like I'm not exactly sure if I'm saving money, I have yet to calculate my receipts. Um, I do keep all my grocery receipts in hopes of calculating it one day. Uh, So I just have a huge pile of receipts from groceries that I've never calculated. But if I have time one day, I will, and I'll let you know the results. But I think it like, I think I might save like a tad bit of money because I'm not just buying useless things at the grocery store, which is another reason why I got food delivery. Um, I love grocery shopping. I love just finding all the fun things but that can add up and you end up with extra food that you don't need and sometimes goes to waste. So I'm trying to save time and food by having it delivered to my door. And so far it has been a success. Um, Obviously they delivered the food, so I guess that's a success. I'm not exactly great at determining how much food I need per week. I am still working on that. Uh, We seem to run out of food before the next delivery comes. Um, especially when it comes to meat, I get it delivered every three weeks, but Chris eats a lot of meat. So I don't really know if I should do every two weeks and then it seems expensive. I'm not really sure, but I went to the grocery store, went to Costco one time and the grocery store one time. So that would not be saving me time or food or money. So still working on it. However, I go to the grocery store way less. I was going like three or four times a week. Um, just because we'd run out of certain things or certain food and maybe it's just my organizational skills, but it has been a time saver and I feel like once I nail down the amount of food that I order, I'll be able to avoid going to the grocery store and only going to Costco once a month, which was my initial plan. So if you are looking for a time saver, um, highly recommend getting your groceries delivered. I know there's lots of, um, services that do it. I also didn't want a meal planning service. Um, Usually I just hate all of the recipes that come. And I also didn't want like a pre-made meal thing because um, I just don't want that. (laughs) I don't know, there's no really real reason. I feel like you're overpaying for food if you do that. Um, You are saving way more time, but I have the time to cook. So I was just looking for groceries and I am loving it so far. So if you get your groceries delivered or have some sort of tip on ordering the right amount of food, please let me know. Um, DM me on Instagram, either my personal one, which is Almost Famous, or my business one, which is Poolside Digital. Today's guest I'm excited to um, get into. Her name is Crystal, and I can't say her last name, so in the episode she says it if you're interested. Her name is Crystal. And for eight years, she struggled with Crohn's disease. She finally found reprieve with cannabis topicals and Crystal made the entrepreneurial leap and started a wellness cannabis brand 
called Canabay Goods, which I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and that was eventually acquired by Experian Wellness, which is a Health Canada licensed cultivator and processor of cannabis in Mission, BC. Uh, Crystal is currently still with Experian and is in the role of cannabis wellness expert, which spearheads cannabis education, marketing, and brand ambassadorship. She was also named Life Bulb Ambassador in 2018, which is a global support group for patients dealing with chronic illness and has fostered an online community for cannabis advocacy and chronic illness support. In this interview, we talk about the misunderstandings and challenges within the cannabis industry, how someone should start with cannabis products if they've never tried them before, and why keeping yourself healthy and being preventative with your health is so important. She also talks about starting a business, running a business, and selling a business so quickly. All of that happened to her within a couple of years. So this is a great interview. We touch upon a number of things and I think you will enjoy it. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here with Crystal. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Do you want to start with introducing yourself and giving us uh, two fun facts? Sure, I can do that. So my name's Crystal LaFerrier. I'm a Born and raised Calgarian. I've got uh, two young boys and uh, I've got Crohn's disease, which was kind of the uh, catalyst for starting my health and wellness company called Cannabis Goods Co. So it's in the cannabis space. And um, yeah, that's kind of my, my overarching <laughs> story. <laughs> um, fun facts about me. That's yeah, that's always a tough one. I guess my uh, a fun fact about me that people don't normally know is that I'm a huge like sports geek, and I really I thought when I was a kid that I was going to be like a sports statistician, and I have not done that. I think I've gone completely opposite of what that would be. But um, yeah, that's what I thought I was going to be. But I just never ever got into that, and I uh, and I'm no good at sports either so it's kind of weird but um another fun fact about me is I really enjoy like murder documentaries but it scares me so bad that I can't sleep at night my husband used to work away and when I was alone with the kids like I would get up multiple times a night to look out the window every time I heard a noise because I was so scared so I don't know why I do it to myself but yeah (laughs) sounds terrible Um, and before we get into what you do now and why you started and everything, um, what did you take in school and what was your initial career path? Not towards a sports study. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of had a weird uh, path to get to where I am. It's I, I started out actually taking um, – I went to school for to become a librarian, actually. So I wanted to be, like, a research librarian and, you know, thought I was going to work – I wanted to do like the police library or something like that. And um, I ended up working uh, in a law library and got into oil and gas from there, working in a research library there, and wound up in human resources at the same oil and gas company, just kind of bounced around a little bit and uh, led to where I am today. So I left that uh, job in human resources to start my own company. And did you do all the school to become a librarian? Isn't it a really long time to become a librarian? Yeah, I didn't do. I okay. didn't, you can go the full way to get yeah. your master's, but no, I didn't okay. go that far. Interesting. 
it always seemed such a weird thing to have to go to that much school to like become a librarian yeah. you know to learn to catalog books <laughs> yeah basically. totally I was like I'm yeah. sure you learn more like on the job than you really do in yeah. school um and like you mentioned in your intro do you want to talk about your struggle and your with your Crohn's disease and how cannabis came into your life and how that's made a difference for you yeah totally so I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease about 10 years ago and um, I was sick for a long time before that but just you know stomach pain and I didn't present with normal symptoms so nobody really could figure out what was wrong with me and if you're trying to see a specialist and you're saying you're having stomach pains it you wait years right so um, I struggled for a long time just kind of feeling sick losing weight um, and I ended up finding cannabis through that because it just helped me eat um, and helped with nausea and that type of thing but at that time it was available medically and all that was available was really like flour to smoke and I didn't like smoking so um, essentially kind of over time I I, uh, I ended up having to go in for surgery to get part of my intestine removed because it was so structured that I couldn't eat or even really drink water when I was flaring up so I, um, I had to have the surgery. After that, I've been in clinical remission since then. So I've used, continued to use cannabis to um, basically manage my symptoms and uh, you know, used it for pain after the surgery and for help sleeping and all of those types of things. And with Crohn's comes a lot of side symptoms that aren't really to do with the disease necessarily, but they come along with it, like, you know, having trouble eating and um, having trouble sleeping, all those types of things. So that's where I kind of decided to, you know, use the traditional therapies. And then I was still using cannabis to kind of help with some of those symptoms. And um, because I didn't like smoking, I started experimenting with making products. And I, I applied for my license to cultivate cannabis and um, even though that didn't really go too well, it's pretty hard to grow that plant, <laughs> I, uh, I still ended up just purchasing stuff and then you know, making it into whatever I wanted to. So started making lotions and different things like that and uh, using it you know, for cramping pain and back pain and all of those types of things and it just kind of spiraled from there. and. Um, I was even shocked at how well it worked <laughs> and ended up uh, deciding to you know, make something of that. So. Right. And it's different, I guess, making it for yourself and then turning it into a business. So, yes. <laughs> you know, that's a huge leap. Um, when did you decide or like what at what point did you decide this should be a business for other people rather than just yourself? Because I'm assuming you were still working yes. at the time as well. So how did you fit all of this in and decide that a new business was the right choice? Yeah, I mean, it really was a leap of faith. Uh, basically, how it came to be is my husband was, you know, pretty passionate about the cannabis industry and saw it as a big opportunity. So he already knew he wanted to work in it once it, you know, had been announced that it was going to be legalized. So he was planning on, a, you know, building out a cultivation facility and doing that whole thing. So he was already kind of starting down that path. And, um, 
you know, meanwhile, I was kind of working on all these different creams and I was having a lot of fun kind of with the DIY stuff, you know, trying different things. And um, basically, we just kind of decided that we thought that there was a market for this. Um, both of our moms don't use cannabis, but they came over and we were like, oh, we've got this cream. And they're just like lathering it on, like no big deal. And then later being like, oh, I, I can still drive, right? You know, they're <laughs> all nervous, but not really nervous. So we just kind of, that was the aha moment where we thought this could be something that you know, a lot more people than just people in the cannabis culture and your typical cannabis users could benefit from. So, um, you know, we started working on things basically, you know, all hours of the night, you know, making things, testing things, just starting building out the business. And, um, and then, you know, eventually I ended up quitting my job and we both went into it full time and just took that leap of faith and saw where it was going to go. So that's crazy. And what, when was this? A couple years ago? Or yeah, like when did so you start the company? we started working on things really um, in 2017. And then early 2018 is when we really started to build out Cannabay and the brand and, and start trying to figure out how it was going to make its way into the legal market and how that would all work without having to build our own facility and that type of thing. Right. And what were some of the like challenges and I'm sure there's a lot of learning for the legalization process and because you started before it was legal no one knew when it was going to become legal so how how did you deal with all of that yes that was definitely <laughs> a roller coaster ride to say the least um, working in anything that's super highly regulated is tough and it was new and the government would make a decision and then change things and so you know we'd start down a path and, and have a plan and then all of a sudden for example, the, the government came out and said, we just designed all of our packaging. And then they said, nope, everything has to be you know, child resistant and plain packaging, which essentially looks like a cigarette pack without the... Right. Well, like the super like red labels and the yellow warnings and all the yes, like... exactly. Ugly things that you yeah, don't Yeah, <laughs> stuff that looks a little scary yeah. to people. So, and you know, we were trying to make products that were, you know, more health and wellness and therapeutic based, not get you super high type of thing so we just you know we threw our hands up and we're like well is this it are we gonna just quit here how can we possibly sell a cream to uh you know somebody like our mom who never uses cannabis where it's got a huge stop sign with a weed leaf right. on it. <laughs> like it's gonna be tough right so there was a lot of those things that happened where we had to just continually pivot and that was the biggest learning was you have to learn how to adapt and, and you know not get stuck on one certain path. We kept adapting and trying to find a way because we knew pretty early on that you needed a lot of capital to get your license. So we figured that you know we would really focus on figuring out how to make quality products and really testing those using our own personal licenses and building a brand that people could relate to and was you know authentic and that's what we ended up focusing on and that ended up being super easy to plug into an existing 
license producer that already had those licenses and the the ingredients that we needed to basically put into our products. Right, and so because you sold really quickly, so most businesses I feel take like you start and this kind of like this long journey, and then if you ever do sell, but you started and sold in a fairly short period yes. of time. So <laughs> like, do you want to walk us through what that was like? So you have this product, you're kind of figuring it out, and then do you find some word of mouth, or is it through like investors, or how do you end up selling it? Yeah, so we knew, because of, of the position that we were in, that we knew we weren't going to build our own facility and do all those things, we knew that it wouldn't make sense to try and go on our own type of thing. And uh, so we, basically, we built the company knowing that we were going to license it to somebody or sell to somebody we kind of built it that way knowing that we were selling the brand and the formulation so um, it it did happen fast but it was kind of built that way we right. needed a partner somehow and we knew that right from the start so um, we I basically worked a lot on kind of some of the, the marketing stuff and and building the brand out and focused on that and getting some traction and really providing you know good educational content to people and and getting people to recognize the brand and what it was and uh, my husband worked a lot on the deal side of things like trying to see who was interested in, in working with us and at that time it, which was early 2018 the cannabis industry was still quite small and um, you really get to know everybody in the industry. If you go to trade shows and things like that, it's quite tight-knit. So it was pretty easy to make contacts with people. So it was just kind of trying to find that right fit. And um, we ended up finding a company in Calgary, which was odd at the time, too. There wasn't a lot of Calgary-based cannabis <laughs> companies. And uh, they were doing pretty much focused on medical research. So it, it was a fit. We knew somebody that worked there and um, just kind of started down that path. And and we ended up being acquired by them in the middle of 2018. And shortly thereafter, you know, another six months, seven months go by. And that company ended up being merging with a licensed producer out of BC, which is Experion Wellness, who we're part of now. So... Right. Everything in the cannabis industry happens very fast, and it's kind of in that, I don't know, consolidation stage, it seems like. So uh, it feels like it's been a lifetime, but it's been a super short amount right. of time. <laughs> <laughs> when I feel like it's good, because I feel like there's so many people that started these types of companies right before the legalization was going to happen. So I feel like you ended up in a really good position to be able to get acquired and then merge so that you, it didn't just like, die or something because I'm sure now we're, we're going to see like you said we're kind of in like a merging phase so we're going to see who like makes it out of it alive or who is like set it up properly and who really thought about like the next step so quickly because it what it's been like it feels like you said it feels like this has been happening for years and years but it hasn't been so um and you mentioned that you started your business knowing that you were going to sell and I feel like a lot of people come on this podcast that started a business but this is their business so what advice and what like different steps would you say for someone who wanted to start a business with the end goal of selling it as opposed to just like starting a business and not knowing what they're going to do? 
Yeah, that's a good question. That's a hard question to answer because I still feel like it's my baby. Like you never get away from that feeling, even though we knew we were going to sell it. I still, still even to this day, and we're working with the company, so I'm helping support the launch of Canabay, which is great, but you, you still want it to be yours and everything to do with what you want it to be. So that's always hard, but I think the biggest thing was just figuring out how to organize things and being very organized and methodical in the way you build things out so that it can plug into a larger organization. And I, I feel like a lot of small companies, they, you start small and then you kind of slowly build. We built the infrastructure of the company to make sense, like as if it was a big corporation, the way we did our record keeping and built all of the documents and templates and the economic models and all of the things that we did, it was something that could easily plug in to another company. And, and so I would just say it was the way that we organized things. Right. Um, and because we weren't able to sell product, it does make it a, an unusual scenario, right? So you're not just kind of focusing on sales, sales, sales and attracting a buyer. So our scenario was a bit different is that we were really trying to position it and set it up for success, knowing that it was going to be going into a highly regulated industry and just making sure everything was organized for that. Right. And how did you know how to organize it that way? Like, is it from past experience or was there a lot of like Googling happening at the same Um, time? Yes, there's a lot of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we both worked in big, corporations before and in previous you know work experience so we had kind of that basis uh but you know with owning your own business there is so much learning and honestly failing that happens making mistakes and learning from them that's a huge part of it too right so and you really do learn from your mistakes when you are using your own money and um losing your own money (laughs) you know it's it's you take that more to heart and really learn from it too so uh it was a combination of all of that you know previous experience learning things on the go googling things too right there is a lot of information that you can find out there and templates and different things but yeah just experience mostly (laughs) yeah exactly um and you slightly touched upon it just before um so when you had your company, Canabay was acquired, merged, and now we, we're here in Experian. And what was your, what was the transition? You kind of touched on it, but like the transition from owning your business and being the CEO to now your current role in the company. What has that been like to change like control over it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's always a, a difficult transition to go from total control, but, you know, we also... We really, first and foremost, want to see the product come alive and make it onto shelves. So we knew that this was the path that it had to be. But um, it's pretty much over the last year or so that we sold the company. We moved into um, EFX Labs, which was a small Calgary company. So it was kind of a a very... um, slow transition, if you will, 
because we moved into the smaller company where we were part of the management team and, and were part of a lot of the decisions. And even when we joined Experion, we're still part of the management team, helping kind of you know push the business forward. But now we're part of a, a bigger group and also a group that's not working here. So it kind of had that slow transition of moving away from just being the two of us running a company to you know, a handful of us running the company. And then now we're, you know, probably around 30 people or so within the organization. So it's, um, it's definitely a transition for sure to kind of move into that new role. But I feel like for me, the one thing that I really liked doing with Cannabis was, um, changing people's minds about cannabis and kind of doing those educational and public outreach type of efforts. So it just was a natural progression to kind of move more into doing that stuff and, you know, working with a licensed producer to talk about cannabis in general and especially how it can be used for wellness. So um, it just made sense for me at least to move into that type of role. Right. Well, then I guess I'm sure there was things you didn't like about running your own business as well that now you don't have to do. And now you can focus on what you like the education part and like you said, like what you are passionate about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and what are some of the biggest misunderstandings about cannabis and its uses? I feel like everyone is now learning because it's come to the forefront. So I'm sure you are in it all the time. People asking you questions and not really understanding what they're even talking about. Yes, there is so much so much misinformation out there and um it's just rampant on the internet too right because people claim that cannabis does everything that it can cure everything there's that and then there's the opposite end where it'll harm you and you know make you go crazy or whatever right like it's all the reefer madness kind of thing (laughs) so what I've really tried to focus on is is being realistic. And the one thing I always tell people too is I'm I don't solely use cannabis to control my Crohn's disease. I use traditional therapies and the Western medicine and I use cannabis kind of as a more of a natural therapy to complement those symptoms and things that I'm experiencing. So it's not a cure-all and I think if you just are honest with people and and authentic about what it really can do, that's the best way to kind of reach people and break down the stigma. I that would be the the biggest thing that I would say is the misconception is the the stigma around using cannabis that you're high all the time and it's just not like that. You don't have to use it in that way. There's so many different ways to consume and so many different elements to the plant that you can, now they can isolate things down to one particular cannabinoid. So for instance, you know, CBD is a really hot thing right now, um, super trendy in the States. So that's one cannabinoid that you can use without getting high at all. So, you know, it really is what you want to make it and you can tailor your experience to what you want. You don't have to worry about you know, eating a brownie and going to Pluto. You, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. So uh, that's, that's kind of the, the biggest misconception is just that people are so scared to try something because they think that they're going to 
get out of control or feel uncomfortable because they're going to be super high. And there, there are products out there that do that if that's what you want, but it doesn't have to be that way. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing that I'm trying to do in my educational efforts is that you can use it to complement your life, not be a part of that culture if you don't want to be. Right. Well, and it also affects people differently as well. So if you read something that someone's experience doesn't necessarily mean that that's your experience or your dosage or the type or whatever. So I think that's also something that needs to come into play because I'm like people are talking about it all the time. So if you're like, oh, it worked for me doing this, and then someone tries it and it doesn't work, then it's it becomes very argumentative yes. about the benefits. Yes. And that that is so true. And dosing is one of the trickiest things when it comes to cannabis because like you said, it affects every person differently. It's like, you know, even if you're a man or a woman, it it can affect you differently you know what did you eat today how tired are you like all of these different things play into what your experience could potentially be and because of the promotion restrictions that Health Canada puts on cannabis companies it's difficult to give guidance to people who are new on how to dose and how to do it properly and you always hear the story of you know somebody taking something and then you know they didn't wait the full amount of time for it to kick in and they take more and then they're just you know barfing or something right yeah. so it would be nice to be able to give more guidance to people but really at the end of the day it's a trial and error for each person and a lot of people use the saying in the cannabis industry um, start low and go slow <laughs> so you can always stack your doses if you feel like you need more, but I mean, you can you can always go up, but you can't go down. So like, you may as well take a little before you know you take too much, and then there's nothing you can do about it besides ride it out. So, um, but yeah. Um, and if someone, I know we can't like suggest what to use and how to use it, but if someone was starting and they wanted to integrate it into their daily lives because they've heard like the benefits and they want to try it what would be your suggestion for like types of products and timing during the day of using it whether it's THC or CBD or a combination yeah so what I always tell people is it kind of depends um, well it obviously depends on what you're what you want out of your experience but I like topicals because it's an easy way to dip your toe into trying a cannabis product and it is very benign like nothing bad is gonna happen to you by using it um, you know cannabis one of the products is kind of like a muscle type rub and I always liken it to like rub a 535 that you get at shoppers or something it's you know you put it on where you've got pain and it does, works the exact same way and I just say that it works better because it has cannabis in it but that's my own experience and like you said everybody's different right but that's an easy product to try without having to worry about you just you won't get high from using a topical even if it's loaded with THC you're not going to get high from that um, you'd have to like bathe in that lotion and let it soak in forever for that to get far enough in your skin to soak into your bloodstream and and have sort any sort of effect in that way so that's a really good starting point um, and then of course CBD 
that's the trendy thing right now and it's uh, it, it's also a pretty easy product to start with because you're not going to get high from it you can you know take it as an oil or you know even in a, a cream or there's many different consumption methods but that one is um, you know it, it works for pretty much everybody in, in some way or another because it's you know it's an anti-inflammatory there's many different uses and benefits so I would say that's kind of a good starting point for people awesome um, and just as kind of like a general wellness question um, from a personal standpoint since you did you are dealing with like health issues why is it so important for people to uh, take preventative measures for their health especially now that there's less traditional options yeah, I think it's super important because I know for me suffering with a chronic illness, the biggest thing that causes a flare-up for that is stress, lack of sleep, all of those things. So self-care is so important because if I can ward off having something happen by just taking care of myself at a, you know even a pretty basic level, then you don't have to go to those extreme measures and wind up in the ER and on all sorts of different types of drugs. So, I, I mean, and just for quality of life. And I, I really do truly believe that cannabis can fit into those types of things just for, you know, very basic self-care. If I'm stressed out about something and I can't sleep, a small dose of THC can help me sleep at night and I wake up and I'm not groggy in the morning. It's just those type of simple things. It's like, can replace the glass of wine that I have at night and use a cannabis product to relax instead, those types of things. And for me, because of the chronic illness, you know, consuming lots of alcohol, um, those types of things just can really make, you know, a lot of symptoms come up. So it is really good to have different alternative therapies. And the great thing that I like about cannabis as an alternative therapy is that it is becoming more mainstream and now that it's legalized we are having research come out on it and um, you know we can actually prove some of these things or disprove uh, what it can actually do which is great because a lot of natural health products it's you know you're just kind of going out on a limb trying some of those things because they're not regulated at least you know that legal cannabis is very very <laughs> regulated so right yeah, no, and it's interesting you say that because people, like you said, people are scared to try cannabis or do anything like that, but then they're drinking like half a bottle of wine or they're doing things that aren't helping you at all, even though it, like they're like, oh, well, alcohol's fine. It's like, well, is alcohol better than a plant to like if you're trying to de-stress or trying to like calm down or something? So um, it's interesting that you say that because I feel like people are just judging it before they even even do the research, let alone like try it. Um, what are some of your go-to self-care activities? Um, well, lots of rest, of course, and I like to use cannabis oil capsules for that. Just microdosed with THC is amazing because, like, I'll admit that when I used to be stressed out, I would, like, basically abuse NyQuil to help me sleep. <laughs> so this is a much better therapy. Um, and, you know, 
just basically being mindful. I like to read and relax and just kind of be in peace and quiet. That's my kind of self-care. I like yoga and baths. And there's nothing better than, and I'm really excited for this stuff to come out with the new cannabis products being legalized later this year, is cannabis bath products. They're amazing. So you get really relaxed. Your muscles just feel super relaxed. And it's a great way to just wind down after a hard day. And I'm a mom, so I definitely need a few of those. Yeah, totally. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Well, and I think like you have kind of more of an extreme example of you can tell when you've like you're inflamed or you're super stressed or you're super tired where I feel like people need to become more self-aware when there's when it's not so extreme for some people that we don't like not everyone has like a chronic illness like that but to realize that that's what is happening to your body and to take the time to like have a bath and read and do something that's much slower and quieter than we're used to because I feel like a lot of people nowadays you you're not allowed to do that you can't you can't calm down you can't get off your phone you have to just like do more and more so um and it's good then to combine a product that will like boost that. So if you only have half an hour, well then maybe you can like double the relaxation by adding like a cannabis product. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. It, it's interesting because it is the society we live in now where you just can't slow down. And you know, how many times have I always said, "Oh, well, I'll just I'll read that book later. Like I don't have time now. I'll I'll do it when I go on vacation." And it's like we need to kind of shift our focus to being like even if it's for a short period every day we need to do something for ourselves and that's why I love you know working in the cannabis space and and doing uh, the products with cannabis because I feel like it's stuff that you can use every day to help with that type of stuff like just taking a little bit of time for yourself it doesn't necessarily like you said have to be an extreme example where you have some sort of illness you're trying to treat and there is medical marijuana products for those types of things but the thing I like about cannabis is that it's products that everybody could see a benefit from and you know like everything from you know PMS cramping and insomnia or just a sore shoulder you shouldn't have to get a prescription to be able to utilize that type of stuff and if it helps you wind down and relax and kind of take care of yourself then it's really nice to be a part of something that's helping people. Totally, especially in like the movement that is happening is happening now, where people are now realizing that everything can be a little more natural than we're used to. Um, and cannabis products, can you buy them? Is there stores in Calgary, or is it mostly just online? So right now, or is um, it still launching? It's still launching. Okay. So the second wave of cannabis legalization is happening later this year which will include um, those product categories like topicals Um, it includes edibles and concentrates as well but um, the core product line of cannabis topicals and um, we're going to be launching capsules very soon and oils so it's all kind of in the works but you know working with Health Canada and you know those things are slow to say the least so um, you know we're working on one approval at a time and uh, products should be hitting the shelves the earliest that topicals are going to be allowed in Canada is mid-December so I'm thinking probably for most it's going to be early 2020 right and I mean then it gives you time to 
you'll be ready when they're allowed to be on the shelves, yes, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, and where can people find you and Canabay and more information about all of this? So canabay.ca is uh, where you can find some information on the products and the story and a whole load of educational information really focused on using cannabis for wellness and you know using kind of sane dosing as I like to call it where you know you're not how do you do that how do you use cannabis in a sane dose rather than just going to the moon that type of thing <laughs> all of that information is on there and uh, follow us on Instagram is cannabis.goods and you can find me on Instagram as well it's extraordinary girl it's x-t-r-a um, underline ordinary underline girl awesome. and I do a lot of campus education stuff on there too so yeah and if anyone has any questions I'm sure they can DM you or the business account absolutely awesome well thanks so much for sharing that was awesome